The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs returned to the practice field on Thursday for the final time ahead of Saturday's contest against the Las Vegas Raiders. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, tight end Travis Kelsey, and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Eric Bieniemy, then Steve Spagnolo. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Travis Kelsey and Dave Tobe. Here's Andy Reid. All right, I don't have a I don't have a whole lot for you since we just talked, but um, uh, Sky Moore will uh, be listed as out, um, and uh, Bucker did practice today, so that's a good thing. There's a chance we do bring somebody in, uh, just as a precautionary measure. Um, McColl practiced uh, today, um, and we'll just see see about him his day to day as we go here. Um, and with that, we we look forward to um, playing the Raiders again. We know they're a uh, they're a good football team. I, the last nine games have been as close as you can believe, right? So <clears throat> all coming down to the end. Anyways, with that, time's yours. <clears throat> you want to you want to go ahead and let him in? <clears throat> Joe Cooney as well as Luxurious Need. Yeah, all the rest of the guys practice. Yeah, they all practice. Chris, there's been some good news, I guess, out of Buffalo. Does that give any peace of mind to your, your guys that uh, good things are happening there? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're all saying our prayers for them, so it's uh, uh, it's great that the news is good. Um, and, uh, you know, we're praying that that keeps up. So, And I'm, I'm sure, I, don't, I haven't talked to each individual guy, so, uh, but I, I know that they're they're all in on on him getting better, you know. So. Coach, any conversation with the league, whether or not they would still consider moving this next game or maybe change with this game? Or? No, I mean, right now it's just we're, you know, playing tomorrow and going to Vegas. So, you know. Just going to talk about the number one seed. Um, I'm sure y'all not getting any talk to that in school tomorrow again. No. I'm, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I'm, I know we need to take care of our business and, that's all I can get, help control, right? So I don't know about anything else. Have you, you, talk, you talked much about that as a goal this week, to, to go ahead and try to get that number one seat? I mean, is that, or is that just sort of understood yeah. in the locker room? 
I think what we've talked about the most is uh, the game plan, the process, the you know going through that, uh, staying in tune with that uh, at this time, uh, and then that's what we can control. I don't. I've never been with all that other stuff, but I, it's about what you can control right now, and that's staying care of business. Do do your best that you can do. Maybe in the past, when guys come back for the first game, you tried to ease them in or give them a certain amount of snap counts. Is that the similar situation for McCall? Yeah, I never. Saturday? Yeah, I never put McCall in a bad position there. I mean, I, this would be very similar to what Tony went through. I mean, if it's three snaps, it's three snaps. If it's five snaps, it's five snaps. You know, I mean, I know he's going to want to go. I mean, I know that he, he's. He loves to play, and so I'm. I'm going to be holding, holding him back. I'm sure if you know when we get to that point. Coach, you know this is in the uh, Red Beach, realm, but uh, considering you might bring someone in for Harrison Butker, Matthew Wright was a guy that's available, and is that someone that would potentially be on the call list? Yeah, you know what? That'd probably be for Brett. I haven't gotten into all that with him. I'm, we're on, we're on a short. I don't, you know, I mean, we're on a short week and. We're, as coaches, we're just hammering it down right now, just making sure we have everything covered. Coach, this has been kind of a subdued week, but yesterday was Mark 10 years in Kansas City for you, for your, your work anniversary. Yeah. Uh, does that milestone mean anything to you? I mean, what's the what's the last 10 years of your life been like? I've never eaten as much barbecue. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm coming out of the 10 years still loving every bite I've taken. Um, listen, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the Hunts are a phenomenal family to work for, and um, I mean you guys included and all that. Man, it's uh, you know that part's been a pleasure. So um, we, we just you don't get a chance to really relax and enjoy that. You, you're moving forward, and that's kind of where where we're at on this week. So the, the most unique part about that is that you've been able to do this twice now. <clears throat> what do you think the key has been to just that, the lasting part? Yeah, being around good people, I think is. Uh, we had great ownership in Philadelphia, great ownership here. Starts from the top, um, and you know, we've, all had, we've all had a piece of it. So uh, you guys have seen it firsthand. Everybody's contributed. And that's, uh, you know, that's the important thing, good people. And that's, play, that's players included. So, I mean, players, coaches, and everybody. Coach, someone's funding, yeah, someone's funding your first guys. <clears throat> what advice would you give them to have the standard of excellence that you all have had over the last seven years winning the division title? Because it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of games, and it's a lot of wear and tear on the coaches, the family, the players going into the playoffs and stuff like that, especially the deep, uh, the uh, you know, the deep playoffs. What type of advice would you give others? Yeah, listen, you do what you, you, do what you can do. And um, hard work's always part of it. Honesty's part of it. So um, having good people that you're working with, so you help take a little bit of load off of each other's back is important. The last game of the season is always a little bit different depending on what you have to play for, but like Adam said, um, do you still anticipate that the starters will play the same amount or you might adjust the snap counts a little bit this week based on that? I mean, we're going in, uh, you know, with starters for four quarters, and that's our thinking, so, yeah. All right. Thank you. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everyone. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I know there's been a lot going on this week, but uh, obviously there's a lot of good news that's coming out, and uh, I'm not one to hear to report it, but it's amazing what the power of prayer can do. Uh, but with that said, I'm all ears. Coach, what do you think about the 
with, with all this going on elsewhere around the league, you you got your guys in the meeting room. You see them on the practice field, especially after today, getting more good news mentally. Do you feel like that really helped buoy them up a little bit? Do you feel like they're ready to go play a game? You know what? I thought our guys were ready a few days ago, actually. And uh, obviously, we've all handled this a certain way. And just like uh, when we talked as a staff, we wanted to be sensitive to the nature because everybody's going to handle it a different way. I think, I think our staff, our head coach does, and this organization, we have the resources available. We have a clinician here on staff. And... We open it up for discussion, and our guys understand exactly what took place, and indirectly we all are impacted and affected by that. But the thing that we do know as well is that we have to make sure that we stay the course. We're going to be sensitive to the issue, but also making sure that we're giving all the support that we can and getting on our knees and praying for a safe recovery for him and his family. And, you know, when it's all said and done, we can only control the things that we can control. So... We're just making sure our guys are living in this moment right now, and the rest will take care of itself. Have you ever been through anything or seen anything like that before? And then just when it happened, your, your reaction to that? Uh, no, I haven't. And, I mean, I think I'm like everyone else. I've been, a, I've been playing contact football since the age of six. And so never have I seen anything like this on the football field. I know uh, some of us of, of age when Hank Gathers situation happened, uh, so it's, it's, it just takes you back. It just gives you a different perspective on life. And it makes you thankful and grateful for all the blessings that we have, but also, too, just to acknowledge that there is a human element of this because, you know, we got guys that put on a Superman cape every week. And when it's all said and done with, I mean, we all breathe in, you know, the same air and try and just do things the right way and, give ourselves a chance to be happy every day. And it's unfortunate that uh, the situation happened, but I think one thing that you can take out of it is just it's amazing how when everybody comes together for a good cause and pause and not look at each other for whatever way, you know, it's amazing how things happen. And it's just amazed, been amazing watching this unfold. Coach, I'm curious, when, when you see that happen, not even just that situation, but just a normal football game when it happens to one of the you know one of your players. How do, how are you all able to compartmentalize and you know say to stay focused on the task at hand when you know when when something whether it's that particular situation in Buffalo or Cincinnati or or you know if it happens to one of you know one of your players where they go down and, and you expect the players to come right back and continue doing all the work. I think it's tough because you're kind of asking two different questions. That situation, I think, is totally different when a player is hurt. You never want to see a player lay down. That's always tough. You never want to see a player injured. And just like anything and everything in this profession, the only thing we want to see a guy, you know, go, hey, he's thumbs up or whatever. You want to make sure that that guy is okay. I think that situation is a little bit different because of the the issue that took place. And uh, But... As players you and, and coaches, you've learned to compartmentalize everything to whereas you have to move on because life is going to continue. And I, you know, compare and contrast to, you know, uh, uh, a very delicate situation like my son. You know, I have a kid that's uh, mentally and physically disabled. Nobody ever gives you a handbook on 
how to parent and how perfect it's going to be. And you never know all the issues that you're going to have to deal with. And so sometimes life deal you certain things and you have to learn how to handle and control that particular moment and handle that situation moving forward. So it's a part of life and you realize that, hey, there's certain things that happen that are very, very delicate situations and you try and handle all of them appropriately at that particular time. Coach, uh, understanding this, the game here is pales in comparison to what's going on in Cincinnati. For the team, how, how much do you need to see a clean, complete game for your offense to gain some confidence heading into the playoffs? You know what? I'm, I'm still looking for us, because obviously we're striving for perfection in order to achieve excellence. We're not there yet. But I will say this, there was some positive that came out of that game. And I know it's hard to, to pick from, but I thought our guys hit a, a lull in that game. But you know what I appreciated that we did? We did an outstanding job of staying together, and then we just played through it. And it didn't impact us. We didn't allow it to mentally get us down. That was the thing that stood out to me. And, you know, that was growth. And those are the things that you're looking for. Obviously, number-wise, you always want to play up to your – to your best. The thing is, sometimes life happens, and sometimes we got to deal with it in an appropriate way. I like the way the guys hung together. I like the way they weathered the storm, and I thought we did a great job, and I'm going to say this, of dragging our ass across the finish line when we needed to do so. It's sometimes frustrating, though, sorry, it's sometimes frustrating, though, it seems like you play your best offensive ball when you get down like you did the third quarter, then like, you know, three of the past four games with the exception of the Seattle game. That seems to be the case of just you guys just kicking into gear. I mean, I know it's a great thing that you're coming back from a deficit, but it's also, yeah. why did you keep foot the Because you want to put consistent behavior on tape. And so when you're not playing as well, well, you always want to tr try and figure out why aren't we playing well. You know, but yes, it is a testament to the men that we have and the character of the people that we have on this team that we can find a way to pull ourselves out of it and be at our best when our best is needed. But obviously... We want those guys to play with that same energy, that same enthusiasm, and utilizing the same fundamentals throughout that time. You know, because we, we feel that there's still a lot left on the table for us to put on tape. But for whatever reason, it's not happening. But the thing I'm proud of is that these guys are finding ways to stick together, to grow together, and I think it's helping us, it's helping to define our character as we continue to grow. Coach, I know, uh, you know Patrick, if he has a great game this weekend, we'll probably clinch the MVP, but as a former running back and someone who calls the plays, do you feel like you get away from the run game too often <laughs> too much? Is that a game too much? So you got to understand, I've, you know, I've been a part of the running back club my whole entire life. I think my card got revoked a long time ago when I started coordinating and we started throwing the ball around. So yeah, do I feel like a sellout sometimes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... But here's the thing. Obviously, we're always going to put our guys in the best situations possible. And let me just say this. That Denver defense is pretty good, okay? Those guys did a heck of a job up front. But sometimes you just want to make sure that we're giving ourselves to be at our best when our best is needed, but also giving us the best opportunity to be successful, you know? And obviously, yes. Do we probably need to run it more? Yes, we do, okay? I'll be the first to say that. But on top of that, we just want to make sure we're doing everything under the sun to put us in position to be successful.
right. You guys take care. Thank you. Afternoon. You, you got me. You got me for a second. You got me for a second. <laughs> I had some things I had to get done after practice. Yeah. A little different, huh? Uh, NFL Friday on a Thursday. That's what I keep saying. My wife calls that. Anytime we have it, it was a Monday night game, she'll go, this is a Friday on a Saturday, right? Or whatever it is. But listen, um, I, I know you got, I don't know if there'll be many questions about what happened on Monday night, but uh, um, hearts, prayers. Listen, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are close, close friends. Uh, it was hard to watch. And, and Sid gave me a little bit. It sounded like things were good, and I think that's great. So keep, I'll keep praying. With, with your guys, um, have you seen them throughout the week go through some of this stuff and they hear good news? Yeah, well, early, obviously. I thought Coach Reed did a great job and Rick and Dr. T with everything early in the week. Um, and, I th you know, obviously the first day, I think we were back here on Tuesday. Yeah, right away on Tuesday. And it happened Monday night. So, But I, I think that news probably would help everybody, right? I, I really wasn't checking in. I mean, we had little conversations with guys here and there, and uh, everybody all feels the same way, that the most important thing is the health of that young man. Did you ever, through the pre-draft process at all, interact with them? Or did you ever pop up in those conversations? I don't recall. Um, my memory's not great. Now, Sam, but I don't. Um, but I've heard nothing but great things about him, uh, which is great to hear. Coach, this might be weird, but you know how this year, you know, we really focused on not helmet to helmet, tackling, going more for the body, then the head, then the neck. Now you see what could have been a blow to the chest can do damage too. I yeah. mean, how do you think all of this is going to make change in the league? Be interesting. I don't know. I mean, listen, there's um, leadership people in the NFL office that obviously the intent has been for a number of years the safety of the players. That's why we have all these rule changes um, or adjustments. And we've adjusted our coaching. I mean, we really have. Um, the way coach practices the guys has changed. I think all of it's been good uh, for the safety of this particular game. And then this kind of odd thing happened. Uh, we'll just have to see. This, you know, there's going to be specialists and doctors and people that are way smarter than I am uh, that will figure out what to do. But if there's a change, we'll all adjust to it. Yeah. Does it feel like Raiders week? It always feels like Raiders week. I mean, anytime you play them, I mean, listen, and that's, that's real, right? I mean, when I first got here in 2019, you know, we felt it. Um, we're excited about playing them. I mean, we are talking about something that was really important. But you can get me fired up and talk about the Raiders. I'm good. I'm ready to roll because uh, we got to go play a game and try to find mm -hmm. a way to win. Well, What's the chance to move on to one hill? You mentioned Jared Stidham defensively. That's what you mentioned about it. So, I mean, you're, you're going to you're not face the same Raiders team you were the first time. No. What's the challenge? Well, I tell you what. The, yeah, the first thing that sticks out is there's a lot of weapons over there. They got really good tight end. They got wideouts. That running back is for real. Uh, I think the offensive play call is for real. I know Josh real well. And when they put number three, they put Stidham in there last week, you know, don't, don't take this too far, but the mechanics and actions of the way he was doing, I saw Tom Brady, you know, because I'm sure Josh coaches it that way. I'm talking about the way he got in our checks and the, the, the kind of the signals he was using. But this guy's a real good player. Um, I thought he was real aggressive what, last week. Uh, he put some points on the board on a really good defense. Um, so we got ourselves quite a challenge defensively going out there in – during Raiders week, which we know is real special, and go try to find a way to win a game. 
What's your biggest takeaway from Devontae Adams from the first time we faced him? 52 yard touchdown, 48 yard touchdown. What, what are you telling your young guys they need to be aware of this time around? Yeah, well, we need to play him more like we did when he was at Green Bay in that game. Um, we had a good day that day, and he had a good day against us. So it's been back and forth. Um, we'll mix it up. He's a guy we got to take away. Um, got a lot of respect for him. He's had a heck of a year. Josh knows how to use him. Anytime you have a wide out and then you throw the tight end in there with a guy that can run the ball to run him back, you just can't focus on one thing. Um, that's what makes it a challenge. That's why they're a real good offense. With your rookie corners, Jalen and uh, Joshua, what goes into you and Dave Merritt of when to play? Which guy? Yeah, we've tried to play them both you know, throughout the season because we knew when we got to this point we might need them both. You know, the minute there's an injury and LJ had the injury, you've got to put them both in there. So, listen, Dave and Donald are, they, and the players themselves are working all the time on getting better. And one thing about working with both, both Josh and Jalen is they want to be coached, right? They want to get better. They want to do good. They don't want to let the team down. The position they play is a challenging one. When they make a mistake, everybody knows about it. Not always true in, in the interior line when they make a mistake. So uh, we're just going to keep riding away with those guys, and we need them. We're going to need them here. You mentioned LJ. With the shadowing, he's apparently played some all-pro football. How do you think he's maybe leveled up a little bit? Yeah, I'm, listen, uh, I can't say enough about LJ. I, I could talk the whole press conference on LJ. I'm a believer in LJ Sneed. I, I think you just said all pro, and probably, I, I think he's already there, even before all that. Um, that's how, and we, we as a unit feel that way about him and know that he's a key guy for us to be really good. Coach, you want the players to focus game to game, just focus on the radio or something else, but you coaches are notorious for looking ahead, trying to plan ahead, the next opponent. We don't know what's going to happen. You could have eight teams in the playoffs. You might have a bye week. You might not. We don't know what they're doing with the number one seed. So is it driving you all crazy that you can't, like, look at, do anything ahead? No. No? Raiders. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. I mean, I haven't, I haven't thought about that at all, but that's me. I don't think it makes any sense to look forward right now, to be honest with you. We've got a pretty tough job right now. When Pete asked earlier about, you know, when LJ was out, you guys had three rookie cornerbacks on the field. Right yeah. Do you recall, I guess I'm asking you to test your memory. My last question, you said you didn't have a good memory. Have Do you recall having Ever having that? Just pure rookie cornerbacks out there? I don't think so. And I'd be, I'd be willing to bet that, that, you know, I haven't been a part of that. But those guys went out there and did a nice job, and it was great to see LJ come back. He's talking about a tough guy now. I don't know if anybody's had a, ever had a hip point or whatever it is they've caught, but that's painful. Some of you might have had it. It's painful. And he, he went right back out there. Uh, I'm sorry, how did he look in practice last night? Yeah, like just now, today, Adam, he, um, you know, he, he didn't get full because uh, he's still feeling pain and it's a little bit uh, uncomfortable, but he's a tough sucker. And, we need them to tough it out for this game. Short week, yeah, made it a little bit, a little bit tougher. LJ is in pretty rare company right now as far as tackles this season. And just you know, the, I mean, he's, he might set the NFL record for most tackles by a corner in the season. How rare is he? Been? I mean, have you had, have you ever seen a corner as good as a tackler as he is at this point in his career? No, he's pretty good. Um, you know, Troy, everybody knows Troy Vincent. I had Troy Vincent in, in Philadelphia. He's a pretty good tackler too. Um, but, you know, LJ's been inside, he's been outside. But that's a – when you said that about the tackling, as soon as you said so – we're talking about a corner, right? I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, when a corner's making <laughs> – right? <laughs> You'd rather have your linebackers and D linemen make them. But uh, he's an all-around player, LJ. He's, 
you know, he's, it's not just coverability and go back. He's everything. He can blitz. He can tackle. He's tough. He's all that. It makes you I'm feel better. Bolton's 14 tackles away from the team record for tackles. So. That'd be nice to get that. I mean, but like I told the guys the other day, we're, we're chasing rings and not records. Um, and, I, and those guys are focused on it, too. But I, I love it when, the, when our guys get any of that. I mean, I, that, I think it just shows, you know, how committed they are. Steve, back in training camp, you had eight rookies. And you were like, oh, they're all going to be significant. You were like a little trepidatious, if you will, about having so many new guys that had to make such significant contributions. We're at the last week of the season now. Yeah. You kind of look back at it, just the progress of all those guys being able to try to hit their peak form now. Is there anything you say you would have looked back differently or said, oh, okay, the change here, or did you just like the way they progressed toward this? Individual? Yeah, I'm not sure we would have changed anything. Um, I mean, we, we brought some of them along slowly. Others we didn't. I mean, George got thrown in the fire right away. Trent got thrown in the fire, and they got hurt. Um, and then some guys were forced to go in there. Uh, but, you know, coaching is just developing guys, right? You know, teaching and developing. And as soon as they get here, that's what we do. And the guys that... Uh, progress real quickly, they get in there more. The guys that don't, they lag behind. Um, each one of them kind of went at their own pace. The last couple of weeks, you guys have played teams that have lost a lot of close games. When you look at them on tape, you probably look at the talent and say, I don't know why they don't have a better record. Yeah. You guys win all these close games. Is there something you could put your finger on on why you guys win these games at the end or hold on and some of these teams can't? Patrick play? Mahomes? You <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 I, I can't. I think every game is differently. I just know that um, when the games get close, I talk to the defense about this all the time, um, that's going to fall on us. That means we're, we're ahead, and, and it falls on the defense to close it out. Uh, we've been able to do it in some games, and I think there's some along the way that we didn't. And as we get down into what we're getting to, that's going to become really important. Thanks, everybody. Do it. Okay, good. You got it. Enjoy. How much does good news like that later here in the week kind of help you guys do that? Man, it's, um, it's amazing to hear that about DeMar. And um, obviously, we're everybody in this building, everyone across the league, and um, everybody that's aware of the situation is all pulling for him. That's all that really matters about any of this. Um, take football out of it. His life is, uh, is looking like it's, um, it's, it's looking positive. So that's all we're, uh, we, we really care about when it comes to him. You guys have had some conversations, I guess, you know, team meetings and things about this. And have you learned about yourself or your teammates through any of this, these conversations? Um, you realize how much of a family league it is. There's a, there's a few ties uh, to him as a football player and him as a, as a person in this building, and um, we knew that it, it, it wasn't easy for anybody to see that or deal with it. So um, becoming more aware of how many doctors, how many medical professionals there are in a stadium uh, so that you know something like that does happen. They can try and handle it as, as fast as possible uh, the right way. Um, and, um, yeah, that was kind of reassuring. But at the end of the day, uh, um, until he's okay, like I said, I think everybody's has the same mentality. Well, that is, uh, of course, you and me, but you as a player currently. How do you all compartmentalize? I mean, obviously you watch on television, but if it were to happen, you know, to one of your teammates, how would you all, how do you all actually compartmentalize to be able to keep going further and keep, you know, keep playing the game? Um, I think both coaches did the right things by, uh, by you know, ending it right there. There's nothing much that I think you could do as a player uh, to get yourself back in the right frame of mind until you know that he's all right. Travis, was it any more difficult preparing this week for a game, given what happened? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I mean, it's on the 
back everybody's mind where everybody's waiting on the ticker to see if he's you know what's the next update on him how's he doing um and you know it's uh i want to say it's it's hard but it, it 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 is what it is you know when you see somebody um especially when you know you hear ties of how good of a guy he is and how good of a football player he is it's just um it's uh it's unfortunate man. it's not not what you want to go through the building with you feel like you're as prepared at this point in the week for to play a game as you normally are yeah Yesterday marked Andy's 10th year anniversary coming to Kansas City, and he's only been here a few months longer than you have. <laughs> what have those 10 years meant to you and, and working with him? Um, I mean, it's been everything for me. He's helped uh, not only develop my game, but he's helped change really the outlook on, on what a tight end can be. And, um, and I, I appreciate him uh, guiding me in that. And without a doubt, uh, I'm extremely fortunate. Everybody's always asking how the heck I get so open. I'm like, well, I got Coach, I got Andy Reid, baby. When you got Coach Reid, uh, he can get any, he can get my dad open if he was out there. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I've been unbelievably fortunate to uh, to be under his guidance, uh, program the way he is because I do genuinely believe he does it the right way. And um, you know, I don't uh, I don't plan on stopping this thing anytime soon. And I hope he doesn't. Uh, you can uh, win the number one seed depending on what they rules they put in place I guess but what, what kind of motivation has that been for you guys this week um it's one of our it was it's been one of our goals since the beginning of the season win the division get the number one seed be able to get an extra bye weekend uh before the playoffs start and um you know that's uh, that's always on our mind and we know that's uh, that's at stake it's been at stake um and we've been trying to play our tails off to put us our put ourselves in the best position when it comes to playoff time this is the last regular season game, and the MVP is judged on that. Not that you guys are all single award people, but why is Patrick the, the Because MVP? he's past the MVP, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> as easy as that. Last time you played this team, you had four touchdowns here at Arrowhead going to, going to Vegas this weekend. I didn't, uh, I didn't do much other than that, though. <laughs> I know, trust me, but... I mean, I, I respect a lot of guys over there. They got a great defense. Max Crosby is playing as good as anybody in the National Football League. Um, an absolute game wrecker. Um, and we're going to go in there and, and, and try and play our best football. I don't think we've done that quite yet. Uh, there's been glimpses of it, uh, maybe a half here, three quarters here. But um, we got to go put out four quarters of of uh, Chiefs football the way we know how. And, when, and, and the way that what things have happened this week, you feel like you all are prepared, no, you know, no distractions as you go into this game? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a tough week for everybody, so I, I can't say that, you know, for me, I think I'm as uh, prepared as I can be. Um, but I know that there's guys that have been dealing with it um, that, that know him that are obviously more affected by it uh, because of a personal standpoint. So... Um, I know I am. Travis, playing all this time for the Chiefs, does this rivalry still mean the same to you? One thousand percent. Really? One thousand percent. I mean, you look at this team as the rival. Um, I really look at all three teams in the division as the rival. You can't put one over the other in my in my mind. I know uh, a lot of the the history will tell you that Chiefs Raiders is where it's at, and then uh, recently Chiefs Broncos. But um, I think that uh, Chiefs Raiders will always be one of the biggest rivalries in football, and. Um, Sure enough, you'll probably see it this Sunday out how, uh, how well we go at it. Last one, Sam. Travis, you and Jason talked about the concussion you had against the Titans. How long before you, I guess for lack of a better phrase, got over that? Like, how long did that affect you? Well, I had, unfortunately, that concussion ended the season because yeah. uh, it was in a playoff game. We ended up losing that game. But I, uh, so I got just about the entire season to get 
get back to my uh, entire off season, excuse me, to get back to full health. But um, just, just mentally, I mean, like just, just to get past what had happened. Um, I mean, to be honest, I still really haven't gotten past it. I always think about that game. It was my last game with Alex Smith. I thought giving him a chance at winning a Super Bowl was one of the biggest things for me, knowing how much that guy had been through up to that point in his career. But, um, you know, you just use it as motivation, man. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. He looked good today at practice. He practiced, um, you know, he, he had a back spasm, so we're hoping it's not, not a serious thing, but you always have to be careful, you know, so I'm sure Beach is going to have some kind of insurance policy, and so we'll be, we'll be ready to go. The battery between Tommy and Harrison, you know, what have you seen out of there from your vantage point that they can improve upon or something? Like well, you know, I mean, we made a mistake. I mean, obviously, he dropped the ball. I mean, it happens. It, but it hasn't happened, you know, in a long time, a long time. So it happened. Uh, it seems like um, we've had a lot of things. I mean, not, it's not seems like it, we have had a lot of things. So um, uh, it's just the timing was bad of it, you know, when, when it happened. And, you know, it's, it's something that we don't expect. You know, obviously it's not going to happen again. You just said that there's a lot of things that have occurred this season. Yeah. Now I ask you to look back on your uh, coaching yeah. tenure, but is this – Perhaps by far, by far the most, most things that's ever happened for me in my career. In one uh, season. In one season. Uh, statistically, it's probably the lowest we've been ever, you know, in my career. So, I mean, it's just one of those years. Uh, we have a lot of good football in front of us. That's the, way I'm, that's the way I'm talking to the players. I think we've gotten better, you know, when you look at different things. And I've said this before in here about the rookies getting better and better and better, and they are. Um, you know, I really feel like our best football is in front of us. What was the coaching tips adjustment for Kadarius in that situation because obviously you know how good he is I mean, he's great he's, I mean, he's, if you if you watch his talent on that one particular play I mean what how he was able to create on his own because we had a rush call if you looked at it we had a rush call so we're not holding up everybody so he gets the ball the ball wasn't kicked great so he gets the ball in his hand he starts it left so he has the ball in his left arm he quickly cuts to the right but he doesn't have a, a lot of time to switch the ball back to the right you know, because if you try to switch the ball back to your right early, you know, all of a sudden somebody hits you. So he, he decided to take off to the right with the ball in his left hand. The guy stripped it out on him. So uh, I think if he would have had one more step, two more steps, he would have had time to be able to get that ball into the right hand. would have been okay. But if you are going to have the ball in your left hand and you're going to the right, you got to really secure it. That's the coaching point. It happened. He, you know, he, he was sorry about it, obviously. He's, he's sick about it because he, I think he would have had a touchdown. I really believe it. It was wide open out there. So. I mean, he's, he's, he is going to make some plays for us down the stretch here, uh, you know, in the playoffs when the games matter most, and they're coming. Something that you always hear is, is north and south with ball carriers, but there are guys like Kadarius that laterally maybe can get more yardage. What's yep. the balance of, of Well, Kadarius, I mean, he, he actually looks to go north and south quicker than he does going outside. I mean, if you look at all his returns, that it, the touches that he's had, he's, um, you know, sometimes he probably should go outside and he goes inside. So, I mean, it's, he's getting more of a, you know, every rep he gets, he's getting better and he's getting more of a feel and he's, and he's, and it's really about trust as a punt returner. It's trust in your blockers, you know, coming out of college, you know, when he did it in, in college, you have to make everybody miss because everybody's on you right now. And he's still got that mentality in his brain right now. Uh, we're trying to, uh, get him to trust his blockers and the NFL is different. The gunners are down there first, but the inside guys aren't. And trust his blockers and, and trust the return and go. And uh, he's got the talent. 
you know, you can see the talent, and we're going to stick with them. Coach, the had a blocked field goal was barely blocked. Tip. Tell, take us to the line of scrimmage on those. It doesn't seem like people are always trying to block field goals. If someone gets through, is it just a little lapse, or did the guy make a really good every, every every field goal, every every field goal that's attempted, they're trying to block it. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake. Yeah, it seems like they're not, but they are. If one guy makes a mistake, you know, it's like like I talked about before about the operation up front. If one guy leans too much and they, they, they happen to be swimming in that gap and the guy gets his hands up and the ball trajectory is perfect, they get, get a hand on it, and that's what happens. It was another one of those things that happened, untimely, obviously. When you said you have this many things going on in a season, is there a fine line with the coaching points as far as, you know, I mean, you keep, coach, you keep coaching. You keep stressing the same things. I mean, that same things I've been stressing for 22 years, you know, and – uh, things happen. I mean, and, and even on great, great years, things like that happen. You get a block, you get a, a drop snap, you know, things happen. We just had an unusual amount this year. Um, you know, maybe there's a, the, the football guys are, you know, give us some things here down the stretch. That's what we're hoping for. Dave, you talked about the, the you guys know, obviously had four fumbles on punt returns, but it sounded like you want to make a big play. We had, we had, we had three muffs and we had a, a fumble. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, there's no changing the aggression for you guys. You guys are still with that, I mean, obviously you could fair catch it, you could just, you know. Well, you could fair catch, you could drop a fair catch too. I mean, you know, I mean, you're going to catch the balls, and when you have a chance to return it, you're going to return it. You're not going to just fair catch everything. That's not the answer. You know, so the that's, an, that's, what I'm saying. The that's not the answer. Things. That's not the answer. Yeah, the answer is uh, to keep working, trust your guys, uh, secure the football, and, and it's, you know, it's across the board. We have to do a better job, uh, ball security everywhere. Where, where's your um, confidence level in uh, Tommy as a holder? Not talking about as a punter now, just as a holder right now. It's good. I'm, I'm totally confident in him. Totally. Uh, Coach mentioned Kadarius is feeling pretty bad after the muff. Yes. But, uh, for he was Ryan, able to. Andy got right back to him. You know, Andy, Andy, yeah, yeah I mean, to him right away. Yes. How important was that? Huh? That was it was huge. And I, I even said that on the sideline. I said I'm glad you guys went right back to him. You know, and uh, you know because we, he went, I went right back to him. I wasn't going to take him out. Last one. Unrelated to this, Devin Esther was named a finalist to the Hall of Fame. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> one, one of your favorites of all time. Um, just what about him? What, what about him? So God, he's the greatest. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully he gets in this year. Obviously, he was up last year in the first ballot. Didn't get it. Hopefully, this year he gets it. I've talked to him before. Um, you know, the, the uh, they decided last night to, that he made it. Uh, I talked to him during the day, and he was, you know, looking forward to possibly making it to this point again and he did so well, you know we're all happy and now it's just a matter of you know getting enough votes and, and getting in i mean because i'll be there with him when he when he gets that thing i'll be sitting right there crying with him <laughs> thanks everyone thank you, thank you. Thank you. see you later